Welcome to From Nothing to Profit, a entrepreneur and photographer's podcast. My name is Kaya Bondurant. And I'm Aubrey Lauren, and we are so excited to be here with you all today. Yes. Uh, so we've got an interesting podcast to start with. We Yesterday was International Women's Day, and we have been talking so much about uh, this topic and it's kind of funny because we never planned to have this be our podcast today, right? Yeah, no, not the plan. Yeah, but we were like, okay, this podcast, the From Nothing to Profit podcast is kind of a window into our studio, what we talk about when we're sitting and retouching together, what we what's kind of going on in our minds. And so we thought, well, we need to kind of t- stay true to that and share with everyone. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Aubrey, so here's my question for you. You posted an Instagram post that was incendiary, (laughs) exclamation points and warnings and all types of things. So I would love for you to tell everyone about it. What what was this about? Yeah, so I did not plan to post on Instagram on National or International Women's Day. Um, I actually kind of made fun of Kaya when she was like, International Women's Day is coming. We have to we have to pull things. We have to have things to post. And I literally like kind of laughed at her and made fun of her. And then we were um, at our weekly coffee shop meeting earlier in the day. And she had um, talked to me about how I could use Instagram as a platform to take it to the next level of being authentic and sharing who I want to be and um, being vulnerable a little bit because I've kind of been torn between like, do I want to just be who people perceive me as or do I want to go deeper or what do I even want Instagram to be for me? Um, So I was thinking about it throughout the day and I was kind of seeing what other people were posting about National Women's Day and I went to dinner with a friend and we kind of started talking and she's like, you're going to post something, right? And I was like, well... I don't, I don't know. Am I? Should I? And Kaya had posted something and kind of inspired me. And then she was like, I know what you should talk about. You should talk about how you go on these dates with men and how um, essentially they don't want to be with me because I am a working woman. woman. And a lot of them are looking for a stay-at-home wife, which is fantastic. That's great that they know that that's what they want. But I want to work. I have a lot of things I want to do. And that's not priority one for me to stay at home with children. There's obviously a lot more to the story. Um, but then I was uh, I was diving a little bit deeper. I was just thinking about how I grew up and we've had a lot of conversations about it, kind of dissecting um, Kaya and I have. And I was just realizing more and more that I was kind of angry and I've known this for a minute. So I started writing and um, I'll share with you guys what I said as my caption. And um, if you guys follow me on Instagram, maybe you saw it, you can go see it. Um, but I'll read it to you. And at the beginning, it says maybe triggering to men. Now, I did this intentionally, kind of a little tongue in cheek. Um, but it was also a warning, like, don't read if, if you don't care. Um, so it says, I've never been one to claim that I'm a feminist. What does that even really mean? I don't tend to get mad or worked up over silly things either until recently. Maybe it's because I fully come into being a woman. But more than likely, it's because of the experiences I and many of you have gone through. I've spent most of my life justifying men's actions and faced way harsher judgment throughout my life than my male counterparts. For many of us, 
we grew up in societies that have conditioned females to believe that a valuable woman is one who will sit down and be quiet, especially in the conservative Christian community. I too believe this and have previously believed my natural born leader instincts, ambition, and work ethic were a curse, something that makes me less desirable to a male, thus devaluing me as an individual. I don't blame Christianity, but rather the lack of accountability. I am wholeheartedly in the pursuit of a relationship with Christ, my creator, and not trying to minimize the value of having a community of believers. The closer I get to him, the more I realize my own flawed logic, influenced primarily by men. I'm learning daily how our creator sees me and those around me, valuable, regardless of gender, race, or socioeconomic background. Some days I want to scream, I'm valuable, because so much of my life I have lived ashamed, embarrassed, and suppressing who God created me to be in order to keep men around me comfortable. People don't change the world by sitting still and being quiet. They change the world by standing up and speaking up. I hope and pray we can empower one another to never again suppress who God created us to be. We are valuable. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) I just wanted to clap after I read it because I think that over the 11 years of working, that's been the theme of so many of our conversations is what these people said this to you. These people made you feel like this. That's not true. That's not true. You know, it's kind of combating that lie. And I feel like so many people are dealing with lies like that in their lives. Yeah, especially in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're just a little bit behind. (laughs) Well, I think anywhere in the country, people are dealing with different lies. But this specifically, like the conservative, you know, the role of a woman and that type of thing. And it's funny because on this podcast, I never thought that we would talk about something this strong or this, you know, specific But it's just come up again and again and again. And, you know, our business, our clients are primarily women. And, you know, we find I was just photographing someone the other day and she is absolutely beautiful, Uh, was a a cheerleader for a pro football team, is now just met with a Ukraine ambassador and is just someone who's doing amazing things in the world. And she didn't want to talk about having written a book. And she said, I don't think I'll ever put it out there. I don't know. I'm not sure. She was trying to take herself down and be less because she was used to making people feel more comfortable Mm -hmm. with her that way. And, you know, that was women and men, I think, uh, that she was dealing with there. And so, uh, yeah, the message that you are valuable and, and that it's not about how you look it's okay right. that you, you can look how you look and you don't have to change it to make someone else comfortable. And it's not about how strong you are or how, how uh, ambitious you are or what you, how creative you are. You don't have to change that to make other people comfortable. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, I truly believed my whole life that something was wrong with me, that I wanted something more and that I wanted to have a career and that I had ambitions. I really, I was ashamed of them. And I would oftentimes be corrected as I was growing up, like, oh, no, 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 you're going to be a great stay at home mom. You know, you're going to be a great mom or, or you could be a teacher if you really want to work. And that was just the message I grew up with. So, you know, it's inherently in me that I am flawed for having these desires. And like Kaya said, this is something we've been working through since I first started working for her. I was, so naive and just didn't understand the world whatsoever whatsoever and I remember coming in and um you just 
immediately we're like "Mm -mm, that is not how it works this is not how it goes yeah well people aren't allowed to say that to you you know people aren't allowed to tell you that you're less or put you in a certain box and it's funny when you say that because I really did assume I would be a stay-at-home mom fully and completely I eventually got a degree. My my degree is a teaching degree. So <laughs> exactly what you're saying. But uh, I, I, I fell into or was brought into something totally different. And it has been something that I've, I've questioned. Like, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Because it's nothing that I ever expected to do. And I think only now am I truly owning this. Like, okay. Yeah. I've been given a platform. I have, I'm able to uh, speak to people, you know, what I, what I've gone through, what I've learned, how I've succeeded matters and it's going to help other people. Yeah. And you've, um, or I guess we've been talking a lot just about this whole um, thing about being a woman and being um, proud of ourselves and are we feminists or, you know, it's very controversial, but then this year you had a vision for kind of how you saw yourself and your word of the year. So tell us about that. Okay, great. I will. And it is funny, that question, are we feminists? You'll have to wait till the end of the podcast to hear the answer. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We're leading that in, but I don't want to answer that quite yet. And, you know, this podcast is different. You know, the From, From Nothing to Profit is about, it's an entrepreneurial podcast. So we're not often going to be talking about our faith, but that certainly underlies who we are. And when I listen to podcasts, I like to hear where people are coming from, as long as they're not saying you need to do this, this is what you should do. I think it just helps you understand who they are. And so in this podcast today, we're obviously talking about something that is really close to who we are as people. And so we will be talking about our faith, but that's not necessarily something that we're always going, it's going to be woven through, I think, but not necessarily like what the podcast is about. But uh, I, so I was on a call with a women's speaker group and it was a call all about prayer. And she had us read this verse in Song of Solomon. And if you don't read the Bible, Song of Solomon is like a love story all about sex. It's a it's a pretty <laughs> impressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so if you're interested in reading the Bible that and you had never have, that would be an interesting place to start. But so Song of Solomon, Song of Songs, and it's it's a uh, it's a verse all about uh, I, the, this connection. And she had us read it and then she had us rewrite it afterwards. And as I was reading it, I was like, just thinking about women as I was reading it. And I'm really, uh, well, I won't answer the question yet, (laughs) but it is, it's not something that I think about a lot. It's so that's why it's so surprising that we've talked about it so much. Uh, and I want to pull it up here. I'm, I'm finding the, I'm finding the place where it is right now, uh, so that I can read it to you first. Uh, okay. So here it is. It says, My lover said to me, rise up, my darling, come away with me, my fair one. Look, the winter is past and the rains are over and gone. The flowers are springing up. The season of singing birds has come and the cooing of turtle doves fills the air. The fig trees are forming young fruit and the fragrant grapevines are blossoming. Rise up, my darling, come away with me, my fair one. 
And as I was reading it, I was just thinking about the winter has passed, the rains are over and gone, the flowers are springing up. And I just feel like so often women are uh, sidelined as they get older. And Mm -hmm. I was thinking about just the, you know, I'm 48 and I, I, just so many of our friends and so many people that we're photographing right now talk so poorly about themselves and they, they negate themselves, they put themselves down. And it's like, really like our prime is 17 or 18 years old. That's what it's supposed to be. Craziness. Yeah. Yeah. Craziness. And so I was just thinking about that and how that it just resonated with me a lot. And so I wrote a prayer like mimicking that. Uh, I pray that you would see yourself as God sees you beautiful, how he thinks of you beloved, how he cherishes you, darling. I ask that you would use all of your senses to know that the hard times and the tough days are over. May you experience how life looks, smells, tastes, sounds, and feels wonderful. It's my heart's desire that you would trust his tender, loving calling to get up and join him in what he is doing. And so the the woman who was leading it said this thing about being the, a lion and being bold. And I had been thinking about my word of the year being lioness. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is it. Because I always, each year I pick a word of the year that I feel like is resonating with me. And I didn't really want to pick it because I didn't really want to have to do anything about it. <laughs> I'd rather be at home reading and uh, walking my dog. And and so I was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to talk about this. And so this was this amazing opportunity, you know, when we were talking about International Women's Day, that that women in our lives, and we are seeing it even for ourselves, are allowing themselves to be marginalized are allowing themselves to be told that if you're young and beautiful, you don't have value (laughs) because it's just what you look like that matters and not who you want to become. And you should want to be a mom. Or if you're older and you've gone through things in life, you're not valuable because you're not attractive and young and beautiful. You know, it's kind of one of the other. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I just saw a news article the other day. We were talking about this. There was a a news anchor on CNN, and I uh, I don't remember all of the details, but he was uh, talking to someone, and he said that women are in their primes and prime in their twenty and thirties. Do you remember this yeah, conversation? Yeah. yeah. And then he uh, he said that forties and older, they're they're over their prime. They're not they don't have value anymore. And the woman that he was interviewing got up and stomped off the set. And then another woman, Patricia Heaton responded and did a whole series of texts about what she's achieved after the age of 60. Wow. And, or maybe, maybe the, after the age of uh, 50 and she called it prime time, hashtag prime time. And I was like, it's so amazing to see what women can do, you know, especially after they've had children, if they've yeah. chosen to stay home. And so I don't know, I just, this has been such a thing to kind of see you blossoming and going, okay, I'm stepping into this because it really takes like a constant reminder. Absolutely. And I go back thinking to how I saw myself when I was 16, 17, 18, supposedly my prime. And I can look back and just go, I was absolutely not in my prime. I thought that my value 
um, didn't go deeper than my skin. Like I truly believed that my only value was in how I looked, which is really sad. (laughs) Um, And I, you know, I look at this generation of Gen Z and I think that's part of why I'm so passionate about being in this industry and working with seniors because I want them to know that their value is beyond that um, and see themselves the way we see them and um, even the way God sees them, you know, it's it's uh, more than just how we look for sure. Yeah, yeah, what we are inside. You know, when I think back to myself at that age, I was definitely like so brash and so confident and pushing myself and very competitive with all of anyone, yeah. <laughs> girls or boys, very competitive, wanting to win everything and be the best at everything and be everyone's friend and just out there doing that. But then I did expect my life to pull back. I really had this expectation that I would pull back and I would be in a serving position. And all through my life, you know, I'm a pastor's wife. And so all through my life, I had, there was all these expectations of me to serve, you know, to put my hands under there and to serve and people would come in to the church and ask me questions. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't work here. Yeah. (laughs) You know, they thought that I was just going to be someone who was always doing things. And I, I know I disappointed a lot of people not by who I was, but just the fact that I wasn't back cleaning and cooking and changing diapers and, you know, just in a servant mode, but that's not who I am as a person. Yeah. And I think, you know, I've grown up really with this, um, having kind of a, being conflicted as I've grown up. And part of that is because of, you know, my nature versus nurture. I grew up in a home where I definitely took care of my siblings. I have four brothers and a slightly misogynistic household. That's just inherently how they kind of are, um, small town people. And I, I spent a lot of my life cooking, cleaning, doing the things that quote unquote, a woman should do. And, um, I would, I would be quiet and I would just be the supporter, um, and encourage my siblings to, you know, go and chase their dreams. And at some point though, I just remember being like, this isn't, this isn't fulfilling. Like this isn't all I am called to be. And I actually had somebody close to me in my life as I was stepping into this woman that I am now, um, in my early twenties, they, they, uh, spoke to me and were like, you used to be so sweet and you were so gentle and you were so kind. I'm just, what happened? And I'll never forget this person saying that, Because it really, um, I thought about it for weeks, maybe even months, and I kind of just kept it to myself. But I realized that was never who I was. Nobody actually knew me. Nobody actually knew who I was and what was stirring inside me and what was building and what was about to erupt even. Um, Because I just, I just did what I thought I was supposed to do. And so, you know, both both Kai and I obviously have these different kinds of past, but we're both at the same place where we're like, okay, no, no, no. We want to empower each other and we want to empower other women. And as Kaya's empowered me, I hope to even empower her daughters. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely true. And when I was going through the process of having people's expectations, I did often question myself, like, shouldn't I be wanting to do this and serving in this way? Shouldn't I be helping in the back? But I was like, really, I'd rather have the mic. 
I'd rather be in front. I'd rather be telling people what to do. And it's taken quite a while for me to step into that and go, that's okay. That's how I was made. There's nothing wrong with me. And I, I think yeah. we came through it in through different paths. Mm-hmm. But I, but it's definitely been something that you, you really have to think through. Okay, I, this is who I am. This is how I was made, and it's okay. It's all right. And if I'm working in my gifts of who I really am, and for us, it's leading and visioning and making things happen, then we're doing the right thing. Right. We're in the right place. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I hope for those of you listening, rather you're a male or a female, I think all of this is applicable. You know, maybe you're a dad or a husband or a brother, um, just encouraging the women in your life. And when they are vulnerable and share something with you about who they want to become or who they are becoming to listen and to be supportive and, you know, encourage what is stirring inside them because something deeper is going on that, um, we, we aren't really in a position often to be able to express that. So if you can provide a safe place for the women in your life to express what they're going through and what they're feeling and the desires of their heart, then you are empowering them. Yeah, and it's been documented that when women are empowered, when women have ways to help their community, they do. And so if you're empowering women, then you're also changing the world and making it a better place. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So, okay, here's the question. Are we ready? The million-dollar question. The million-dollar question. So are we feminists? Hmm. (laughs) It's funny because when I made that post on Instagram... (laughs) I actually kept it ambiguous on purpose um, because at the beginning, it's like, I don't, um, what did it say? I don't identify with being a feminist or haven't previously, but I never said I am a feminist or I'm not a feminist. Um, But I think, you know, what does being a feminist really mean? If it means I believe that we are equal, men and women, God created us completely equal, absolutely. But if it means to some people, it means that women are um, better than or superior. I don't believe that. I literally believe that we're equal. And I feel like you probably have more to say than that. Yeah, well, I think I've wrestled with it. And there are certainly different waves of feminism. And we could go through the history, but you can just Google that yourself. Uh, uh, Women never did burn bras. But after I read Aubrey's post, I was like, oh, I got to burn a bra. This is amazing. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so my view on feminism is that I, I actually, it's just really changed over just even the last year, my view of women and where women should be and what they should do. And I'm still working through it and sharing this podcast is kind of sharing it in the middle of the process because like Aubrey was saying, I'm starting to recognize things that have happened throughout my life that have suppressed, I've suppressed who I am and what I feel like I'm, I'm really supposed to do and what I've, what I've been called to do. And that's made me angry, you know? And so I do feel like I'm not an angry feminist and I'm like, well, I have actually started getting angry and I don't like to be mad. I don't like to show anger and feel it, but I've been working through it and thinking about it. So there is that side. So yes, I definitely feel like women 
have gotten a bad rap, <laughs> have had a tough time. We certainly don't live, you know, back in the days when, uh, you know, the medieval days or something like that. So there, that's a lot better. It's a lot better mm-hmm. these days. And I grew up in a very matriarchal family. Yeah. My mom, my grandma, all the women in our family make a lot of the decisions. Uh, that doesn't mean the men don't have power and, you know, aren't valued both ways. All the, all of my brothers and my husband, my dad, everyone, they do a lot of the cooking, you know, it's a, it's a different society in our yeah. homes for sure. But, uh, I definitely want to raise sons and treat my husband with respect, just like he treats me with respect. And I want to raise them to be able to listen to women, to learn from women. And obviously they do with their teachers and at school and our, you know, in, even in the government. But yeah, I, I want there to just be equity, mm-hmm. you know, not just equality, but equity, you know, equal opportunities for women and for men. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've read something. I'm reading it right now. It says that originally feminism meant to honor womanhood. And, you know, from that standpoint, it's like, absolutely, we want to honor women and what they've done. Do I want to speak up and stand up for women and even make a podcast about it? Yeah, I do. Um, And I do want to honor women and what they've done. So, yeah, absolutely. I think that we want to see change and I want to see change and I want to make change right where I am. So absolutely making change in the world and praying about it and paying attention to it and drawing attention to it. But I also, for me, whenever I hear people being really activist oriented and, you know, cause oriented, I just always go, what are you doing? What are you doing in your life? And your comment, Aubrey, about, you know, men taking the opportunity to speak it, to listen to the young girls and daughters and, and women in their lives. And then women really thinking through what am I doing? What example am I setting? What am I saying to my daughters? What am I saying about myself to the women in my life is I think really important. Yeah. So yeah, there's something we can all do right in our lives right here. For sure. Um, and you were talking about how, you know, you grew up in a matriarchal kind of home or, um, you had a matriarch of parents, I guess. Is that it was said? my grandma who was kind of the one where everyone revolved around. But then my mom is a really strong personality in the family too. Yeah. yeah. And thinking about what you went through to get to where you are now, you were pretty confident as a high schooler. And that was the opposite of how I was and how I was raised. And I just now I'm kind of processing it and thinking through. My mom ended up being the main provider for our family, but that wasn't the plan. She was supposed to stay home and homeschool us. And um, when that happened, you know, she stepped into it, did what she had to do. But there was always this little bit of like, you could tell it wasn't where, where she wanted to be or what she valued. And even though she did do it, even though she did essentially raise five children with my dad being so sick, he was just not fully present or able to be. Um, and I think, you know, that probably kind of rubbed off on me a little bit, just looking at that and seeing like, my mom's not happy. My mom didn't want to have to provide for five children and a sick husband. Um, so then, you know, on the flip side, it's like, that is what I want to do. I do want to 
provide, maybe not solely provide, but I, I want to achieve something and work towards something. So I think all of us absolutely have different um, roads that got us to where we are and acknowledging them and and the women in your life, I just, I think it's really cool that we even have the opportunity to openly talk about this and the road that got us to where we are. But yeah, I challenge you guys, whether you're a male or a female, to ask yourself, what road led me to where I am and my stance on it? And what can I do to continue to support women and help us keep growing as a society? Yeah, and to, to just to finish up with that too, your mom ended up providing for the family because she had to Mm -hmm. and wasn't happy about it. And, you know, this is a podcast for entrepreneurs, business people. And my mom ended up providing for the family. My dad worked with her in it, but she was the one that was doing it. And she was doing something she loved and was creative and created a business that, that supported the family really well and surprisingly well, not something she'd never expected. And so I saw that. So it was almost the opposite where I saw someone who grew and became who they were supposed to be, totally changed personalities, like was super shy, and then just grew, became someone who was confident and knew what they wanted and built built a business and built a building. And, and so I do think that if you're in your life pursuing a career that you love and putting yourself, making yourself the best person that you can be, then you're going to be helping everyone in your life. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Awesome. All right, good. Well, we, should I take us out? Yep. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to the From Nothing to Profit podcast. It was a little bit of a different podcast today. Check out the show notes. We'll have some links for you and we'll see you next week.